I'm Oscar Ramirez, and I'm the host of The Daily Dive, a daily news podcast covering some of the top stories of the day. Every morning, I'll connect you with the writers and journalists who know the story so you can stay up to date and make informed decisions. On the podcast, we'll give you the latest on the pandemic and vaccine mandates, keep you in the loop on the world of politics and how it affects you, and give you the lowdown on tech and entertainment. Catch a fresh episode of the podcast every Monday through Friday. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Listen to The Daily Dive on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Peace to the planet. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. My mama calls me Lenard McKelvey. See, I thought I just had a face for radio, and some good white people at Comedy Central gave me a new TV show called The God's Honest Truth. Won't God do it? And you know they couldn't contain my blessed black and highly favored ass to just 30 minutes once a week. Nope, I'm delivering extended sermons straight into your ears like a dollar store Q-tip. Plus, the check already cleared so I can say whatever the hell I want. Like, cracker ass cracker. See? Listen to The God's Honest Truth on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are extremely cool and chill, if I do say so myself. In our new podcast, How Did We Get Weird?, we'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up with some of your favorite comedians, musicians, and other A-list celebrities. Sorry, we're major. Listen to How Did We Get Weird? starting September 27th from Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My fantasy is that I shave it, put on 15 to 20 pounds of solid muscle, <laughs> maybe get a couple of tattoos, mm-hmm. um, you know, look like, uh, you know, kind of a Bruce Willis or a Jason Statham, you know, yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it, it, my, my fear is what I'm going to look like is fucking Carl Rove. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bald Talk, the podcast. Two bald comedians, bald celebrities, bald actors, bald artists, all of them, they're bald, including me. I'm bald. I'm Brian Husky. And I'm Charlie Sanders, also bald. And Charlie, I just want to cut the shit and get right down to business with today's guest. Amen. Who may be the most haired guest we have had yet. The most harried? Haired. I guess haired. Harrowed. Harold. He is a producer and actor on such shows as Punked, uh, Keegan and Peel, True Colors. <laughs> Did he do that on purpose? <laughs> no. I'm just so excited. It's Key and Peel. <laughs> Keegan and Peel. <laughs> Mr. Keegan and Senior Peel. <laughs> True Colors and Sky Jinx. Uh, he and I had the same manager, but Charlie did not. But at one point, I thought that he did. So that's a great story. Please welcome Matt Wheeler. <laughs> Matt Wheeler. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. How, how are you guys? Very good. Doing well. You know, going a little insane, rare pandemic. But other than that, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tell you, this uh, this pandemic has been awful for my alcoholism oh my god oh, yeah <laughs> really really bad and like the other times that are great for your alcoholism like, oh this is a perfect time to be an alcoholic <laughs> yeah i mean brian you know you've been to you know pitch dinners with me and i'll take down two to bottles of wine but no but this has been pr- pretty pretty rough for it and, and to, 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 to boot i have a mormon neighbor mm-hmm. so every time i take the recycling out and there are bottles upon bottles of wine and vodka and Mad Dog 2020. Oh, yeah. He just looks at me with such pity and disdain. I'm like, fuck you, Eli. You know, mind your own business or whatever. It's Jacob or Eli or something like that. But, you know, I'm hanging in there. Maybe you could turn him. Yeah, convert him to being a drinker. Yeah, yeah. To a complete degenerate living on the beach. <laughs> why don't you just propose a switch for the week? Like, it's like, why don't we walk in each other's shoes for the week? Trade lives. Oh, that's a good reality show. Yeah. It's so funny you uh, you brought that up, Matt, because one of my notes that I was going to discuss with you is that I think the drunkest I've ever been in my life was with you. Good luck bar, right? Yeah, good luck bar. <laughs> you, you, you threw up all night, correct? I did, yes. Ew. The sad thing is, Charlie and I drank, what were they called? The karate punches? The kung yeah, fu karate, punches? karate, kung fu punch, something like that. That sounds like sweet, a lot of sweetener. Oh, a stuff. lot of sugar. Oh. It was like all the rums mixed together or something like that. Yeah, a ton <laughs> of stuff. Oh, it's like it's like going, I don't know if this is too regional, it's like going to Tiki Tea for like 12 hours and just yeah. drinking all day. Yeah. Um, and we got so fucked up. 
up. And then Charlie went home, started throwing up. I actually went to another bar. Did you? And somehow, oh, absolutely. I went to another bar by myself and kind of, you know, stumbled around the bar. And I was single at the time and was, you know, talking to girls. And eventually I think they just said, you should probably leave because you're embarrassing yourself. Um, And then I went home and then I probably... I don't know, smoked some weed and then threw up (laughs) and woke up with an awful hangover. Cool. So we try to motivate our listeners. So this is a lifestyle choice that you can, you can follow. You can do the Matt Wheeler program. Yeah. Bald or not, it's, this is available to you. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Well, the only thing I remember about that night, besides being like completely hammered with you, was that the bartender was German. Yes. For some reason that stuck out to me that he's like, would you like another karate chop punch? Yeah. Yeah. This is making this even weirder. He like came in, he's like, my name is Hall. <laughs> that was German or Swedish or Finnish or Eastern, some, some, European or Eastern Europe or Nordic, whatever. Somewhere around there, yeah. But yeah, he just he continued to just pour drinks and just got us absolutely hammered. It was a lot of fun. Where are you from originally? You're, you're from the South, right? Did we yep, talk about this? I grew up in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, uh, a little town called Ashland, which is about five miles west of West Virginia. Kind of born and raised there. Wait, wait um, is this in West Virginia or? No, it's Ashland, Kentucky. Oh, okay. So I was on the Kentucky side. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like a little holler, a little town, you know. Right. Kind of a, you know, my dad was a steel worker. Yeah, yeah. Very blue collar kind of town. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, things, you know, it was rough. Things got rough there, you know, yeah. not to bring everybody down. But yeah, yeah. I can remember, um, I can actually remember on Sundays, I would help, <laughs> I would help my mother clean salons. So that's how I spent my Sundays. Oh. Kind of interesting, right? And you wonder why I drink so much. Kind of a sin. You're working on the Sabbath. A little, <laughs> little sinful. Exactly. Yeah. But now it was a great place, you know, in which to grow up. And, and then, you know, ultimately I went to the University of Kentucky and that's when I kind of started, uh, um, you know, dabbling with acting and auditioning for plays. And then I declared it as my major and just really started, you know, taking it pretty seriously. And then were they like, why? What are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, how you going to make, how, how, and this is the way they talk, too. You know, Matt, 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 that's great. But here's the thing. Now, how are you going to make money? Because you go down to Armco at the steel plant, you start off probably $30,000, $35,000 a year. You get full benefits, you know, mm-hmm. they'll match your 401k, all that stuff. I just don't know how you're going to act. I'm like, well, I'm going to give it a shot, you know? So it's just that it, it's, it's give a very it a shot. What is yeah. that? Why yeah. would you give it a shot? No, we don't overcome our limitations in this area. And that's it. Don't you know that about us? And that's it. It's yeah. a very, yeah, totally. and you, you, you know too, Brian, cause you're from North Carolina, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, oh, yeah. it's a very provincial mindset. And when you say that you're going to do so, and, and again, wonderful people still yeah. have, my dad still lives there. Uh, but it's like, you know, I want to move to LA and I want to try to make a career out of acting, comedy, whatever. They just, it's, it's like saying, I'm going to try to go to Mars and just, you know, rent an apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My dad was the first person in his family to go to college, uh, cause he was in the mountains of North Carolina. Yeah. And, and then he had a weird thing later in his life where he kind of had like a, I don't know, like a backlash against all of his achievements and, and went back to being very redneck in his attitudes. Like the old, at a certain age, he got very like, he stopped sort of talking about like overcoming what was your past and really embracing all these ideas of like being limited and, and, and being kind of like restricted and stuff. It was really strange. That's odd. Yeah. yeah and it, but it, it, I think it coincided, it felt like it coincided when I was sort of like getting into my own. So it, it I wonder if it had a little bit of like what you're talking about, that thing of like, oh, but you don't go beyond what the family reaches, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even if he had extended his reach, he was conditioned to have like, yeah, no, 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 but you can't, you can't leave and go to New York. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. 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 It's a very provincial mindset. And um, again, great people, but I just had to get out. So I went to actually stayed in Kentucky. I went to the University of Kentucky, like I said, and started, you know, doing acting. But I think literally two days later, mm-hmm. graduation, two days later, I had a 1992 teal green Honda Accord. Fuck I had yeah. $400 cash in my pocket. And I said, I'm fucking out of here. And again, <laughs> it goes back to my buddy saying, well, let's re-up the apartment. What, what are you going to do? And I'm like, dude, I'm not sticking around here, man. Yeah, I'm not, you know, and they're like, well, well what are you going to do for money? I, I don't know. Do you, do you have a, do you have a place in LA? No. 
You've got $400 in cash? No. Well, I'm going to fucking figure it out. I think if you had brought them <laughs> along as your entourage, you would have oh. had you would have been more successful. I mean, that's the rule that's the rule of entourage. He the had Kentucky his team. Mafia baby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would have yeah. been great. A bunch of rednecks. <laughs> and my wardrobe when I came out here was absolutely on point, you oh, know. What were you wearing back then? Oh, I was wearing badass, you know, off-brown mock turtlenecks with khakis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just a really bad hairstyle. You thought there was a lot more trees and stuff to blend in with here. You were like camouflage yourself. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything was just totally different. I remember like driving by Aaron Spelling's, you know, mansion, like one of the first <laughs> nights that I was there and just thinking, Jesus Christ, this is it, you know? That's really funny. But uh, it was scary. Next thing you know, you're breaking in their house, yeah. like going through their stuff. It's like, it's like, this is how it starts. <laughs> you broke into Aaron Spelling's house? Whatever response you have, we're going to establish that you broke into her house. If that's we're cool. just going to, yeah. So I broke into it. So I broke into his house and Aaron is sitting there and he's got this little chair and he's a, you know, kind of a tiny little guy. And I just pick him up off the chair. He's watching TV and smoking a cigar. And I just pick him up and I grab him and I shake him and I smack him around a little bit. And I say, I need work. And he says, I don't have any work. And I got scared, ran mm-hmm. out, jumped in the car. And that was that. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. You got it away. It's pretty it. intense. Yeah. I got away with it. There's no punchline to that, by the way. That's just, that's, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a better story if you had got into the room and he had recognized you and then you still got the part, but oh well, that's all right. Well, let, can we talk about what's going on right now in your life on your head, right? You are ball ding. It's going. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, it's it's going. You are the first guest we've had that is on the threshold. Which so. I think is more painful because yeah. you guys have embraced it yes. and you guys look great, you know? Thank you. Oh, thank so you. it's like I, I'm hanging on to it. Um, I'm doing the fucking minoxidil and the finasteride or whatever you call it, trying to, <laughs> you know, keep it. Hydrochloroquine. <laughs> All of it. You know, all of it. Taking weird Chinese pills from the Chinese <laughs> shop, you know, Mr. Wang's down the street that I go to for hair loss treatment. But I can remember the first time that I actually, and you guys probably remember this too, the first time you actually noticed like, oh, fuck, I'm losing my hair. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your moment? I was in West Hollywood in like one of my first apartments and I'm just in the mirror and I could just tell kind of at the crown where it starts to recede, just, you know, knowing and thinking like, Holy shit, I'm losing my hair. It's getting thinner. Wait, how long ago was this? This was I was 28. Oh, okay. So I'm hanging on. So you're slow, you're a slow burn. Yeah, but I'm I'm close. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that, but I can just remember it, you know, 28 going I'm going bald, but going home and visiting my mom and my dad and telling them, especially my mom, you know, mom, I'm I'm, I'm going bald. She's like, "You're crazy. LA has made you so vain and <laughs> You know, but why don't you move back and work at the steel mill? Yeah, yeah exactly. Why don't you come back? God damn it, man. I rented that apartment with your roommates for you. It's still there. I'm wasting so much money. She's literally sitting there with like one of those giant cups of iced tea, you know, with four cups of sugar in it. Yeah. But I was, and it just has slowly gotten worse over the years, and I kind of hide it well. I've got a barber that does a pretty good job, but I'm thinking, you know, about just saying fuck it and shaving it, but I'm scared. I was going to ask, how, how how do you feel about your head shape? Because you have, if I can objectively say, like, sure. y- your 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 uh, ratios are perfect. You don't have a big forehead. It's uh, It's got a nice roundness. There's not a weird flat on the back or anything. It's like, it's kind of the perfect head for shaving. So my fantasy is that I shave it, put on 15 to 20 pounds of solid muscle, <laughs> Maybe get a couple of tattoos, mm-hmm. um, you know, look like, uh, you know, kind of a Bruce Willis or a Jason Statham, you know, type yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it, it, my fear is what I'm going to look like is fucking Carl Rove. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the hesitation, you know, I mean, it's eventually going to happen. Yeah, you got you got a shaver and a non shaver here. Brian doesn't shave it. I do shave it. Yeah, I personally love shaving it. I have a whole routine I do. I like the cleanliness and the ease of it, but it is like, you know, once a week, 20 minutes or something, 25 minutes kind of process, but I like it. I I, I enjoy the shave. Yeah. And I don't shave just because I, and I had to kind of come to embrace it a little bit, but like I, you know, the character acting I do does better with a little bit of like hair ring, a little bit of the sort of like, uh, you know, the principal middle management, low management, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
but I have had it really short. But I'm just, I've never gone Charlie level. I've never just gone to the mm-hmm. scalp. And it works for you too, uh, Husky. It works yeah. for you. Thanks. Yeah. You get you have the little party in the back. You know. Oh, right now I've got I've got I've got like a Calabasas house party. <laughs> you got a ke- you got a kegger. Totally. You got a full kegger going on. Oh back yeah, there, I got man. yeah, I got a 1980s solo like, cups, beer pong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Did you guys? Well, let me ask you. You know, it's your show, but if if I, if if I may, no, go for it. Um, do you remember the first time that you really tried to hide it? Did you ever try to use any of the, uh, you, you know, the covering products, the uh, the stuff that you sprinkle on your hair, the brushes, things like that? Or were you just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm just going to go? I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go. I, I was like you moving to L.A. from Kentucky. I was like, okay. well, this is happening. It's happening. I'm jumping in with both feet. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I couldn't, I was like, there's no denying I am going bald. I was just like, and I've shaved it ever since. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always admired that. Not admire that, but I, I, I wish it when it was happening. You can that, admire me. That's okay. I, <laughs> I do. Um <laughs> I have to decide if I want to admire you. Um, but like, yeah, I just hesitated. I was like, uh, I was kind of like scared to jump in the pool. I grew my hair out, which just called more attention to the fact that it was thin and wispy and kind of going away. And then I started to cut it really short, but I would constantly make balding jokes about myself to the degree where people were like, what are you talking? I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I mean, look at my head. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, it's starting to go back. It's not a big deal. Um, and then it got to a point where it was kind of the same thing for 20 years. It just was kind yeah. of thin in the middle and pretty thick on the sides and stuff. And, you know, and then I was like, at some point I was like, I have to turn my body into some kind of podcast at some point. I'm skinny. You predicted that. Is that interesting? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm skinny. Can I talk about that enough? I see that bald 21-year-old in the audience of UCB at my show. (laughs) Someday he will ask me to do a podcast. Oh, please, please. If we can join forces, it would mean so much. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Yeah. Doing this and then going back and listening to what we've chatted about with people, it's interesting for me. Lately, I've been like, oh, I've, I've been very insecure about this for a long time. At the same time, very secure about it. But I think I spent a lot of insecurity energy around it. That was probably insecure energy I had about myself that would have popped up somewhere else, maybe. But I just directed it at, at that. And it, and there was a time for me where I was like, oh, this makes sense because nothing works out for me. You know, that kind of like, yeah. woe, I had a little woe is me period in my life. And so yeah. it, it became emblematic. Like, <laughs> Great. Everybody can see. Everybody can see the shit's not going well for Husky because he's bald. <laughs> I, I can always sense too. Like I, I convinced myself for the longest time that people didn't notice, and they notice. Yeah, they, yeah. And they have to, right? They have to notice. I don't think they do. I mean, that, you don't like. I don't. I mean. I don't know. I wouldn't describe you as bald or balding, Matt. No, not at all. Basically, we just think you're funny, so we made an excuse to have you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely going bald. I'm telling you. Oh, true story. Uh, this is a true story. This happened in in our old hood when when Charlie and I used to, or you know, the few times. Remember that Clippers game we went to, by the way? Yeah, yeah. We had like totally. floor seats or something. It was great. Yeah, you you had those tickets somehow. I don't remember how. Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, but okay, so uh, you got him that night after a good luck bar you at the at the second bar you went to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I probably did. <laughs> so, so true story. So, well, this was probably circa two thousand. I don't know what uh, fourteen maybe is when I met you, Charlie. Does that sound yeah. right? Uh, Thirteen and fourteen, we were shooting Keegan Peel. Keegan. Keegan and Peel. Keegan and Peel. Keegan and Peel. Keegan and Peel. I'm pretty Keegan sure it's I don't know where Keegan and Peel. Yeah. Instead of punk, it's just Ashton fucks with people. <laughs> it's punk <laughs> apostrophe dick. Right. Um, but anyway, so on Amazon, I find this uh, this concealer, and it's got this little kind of you know makeup brush. You 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 wet it a little bit, and this little makeup brush, and then you put it on here where mm-hmm. you're losing your hair, and it kind of fills in your hair, and then you sort of blend it in. Right. And it actually looks okay. Like in pictures, it doesn't because you can totally tell that like the, 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 the actual product is a different color than my actual hair. Mm. But I would actually wear it when I'd go on to dates because I was, you know, obviously really insecure about it. So, so anyway, so I'm going on a date and I have this issue when I'm dating, when I'm on the date, 
right away, I get a little nervous and I start sweating. Like I'm a sweater. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a sweater. I start sweating profusely. So my blazer <laughs> oh, soaked. I've got a blazer on too. I put a blazer on, you know, I'm feeling good. Uh, start soaking through the blazer. And then the fact that I'm actually sweating is making me even more, you know, nervous and yeah, anxious. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, she thinks this guy's like on meth or coke or something. Um, But as I sweat, as I'm sweating, she goes, there's something coming down your forehead. True story. (laughs) Such a broadcast news moment. Oh, brutal. (laughs) She goes, there's something. She goes, you're sweating and there's something dripping down your forehead. And I touch my forehead and I can see that it's. Like legs on a glass of wine, like these yeah. just just little you know runs of brown sweat dripping <laughs> all across my forehead, and I look at it and I'm like, oh fuck! And she goes, what's wrong with you? And I, <laughs> I eat a lot of red meat, and so it's probably just. This is what I told her. This is the best. So I said, uh, I used to be a heavy smoker. I quit smoking a month ago. It oh. must be the nicotine coming out of my body. <laughs> wow. That is an amazing lie to come up with in that moment. And then, and then, and then this is what, and instead of saying you're full of shit and getting up and leaving, she goes, how many packs a day did you smoke? <laughs> <laughs> and for how long? <laughs> wow. Well, the funny thing about that lie is I can't say that's necessarily better than just being like, oh, I put some hair product on <laughs> Yeah. 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 Never heard from her again. But but that's the thing. Wow. That's again, that that's the thing about going bald is that lie, that canard that I, you know, spun seemed uh safer or more comfortable for me to say to this woman rather than, hey, I'm kind of losing my hair, so I put some product in my hair. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Which is which which really kind of says a lot. It was like I just basically made and I used to smoke, but it certainly wasn't nicotine coming out of my, you know, my forehead, my pores. <laughs> But, you know, but but just the fact that I had to tell her that and and then obviously I never heard back from her again. And I think I tried. I called her, you know, a few times and I met her on like one of those dating apps. But you're like, I I remembered how many packs a day I smoked. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't do a Google search on that, did you? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was that was painful. Well, you know what? We're going to real fast. We're going to throw to one of our sponsors, which I really hope is some cigarette company. Oh, that would be great. Please. Oh, marbles, please, please. Come on, camels. Oh, here we go. Commercial time. Talking bald, yeah. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football is back. And the best bet you can make is downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It doesn't matter if you're new to gambling or an old pro. FanDuel has something for everyone. And as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you know your bets are safe. There's also never been a better time to use FanDuel because right now you'll get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. You can even turn a small wager into a big payday with a same-game parlay bet. Just sign up with the promo code SPOTIFY to place your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Khalil Gibran Muhammad. And I'm Ben Austin. We're two best friends. One black. One white. I'm a historian. And I'm a journalist. And now we have a new podcast. It's called Some of My Best Friends Are. Like, I'm not a racist. Some of my best friends are... Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) So we grew up on the south side of Chicago together. (laughs) And here we are. Look, all grown up. I mean, look at you, Ben. You are this incredible writer and journalist. You've written for the New York Times, Wired Magazine, GQ. You know, you somehow made it to Harvard. You know, from from, from Kenwood (laughs) to Harvard. And in this show, we're going to wrestle with the challenges and absurdities of a deeply divided and unequal country. Listen to some of my best friends are on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to get back to being in my community group. I want to continue having a soccer season. So I can throw parties again. (laughs) So I can go to her parties. (laughs) It'd really be nice to dine in instead of getting delivery for a change. So I can feel safe and protected for myself and my students. We each have our own reason for why we're getting vaccinated against COVID-19. What will yours be? Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for information on the COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council. And we're back after those commercial breakings. Oh, uh, what a great commercial. I, I fully endorse that product. Wonderful. I was going to say, Matt, that experience, that early before anything even started experience for you with the <laughs> with the dripping nicotine lie. Um, I mean, if you had gotten into it with her and you know started dating and it was uh, going well and stuff, you would still have that moment where you would have to kind of step into the light and say like hey look i put stuff on my head it wasn't actually nicotine flowing yeah <laughs> yeah i lied to you yeah yeah <laughs> or, or either that or just literally start smoking two packs a day yeah yeah and, like, oh, and, and, and have her and have her actually seen me smoke the two packs of cigarette every single day yeah just that i mean we've talked about this it. just like the maintenance those those kinds of things just are, are so annoying and risky and interfering you know what i mean yeah but every girl that I've dated since then, there's always, and, and if I actually use that stuff, which I still do from time to time, again, because I'm afraid of just going, let's just shave it all back, mm-hmm. um, ha- have said, what is that in your hair? <laughs> really? And so I have to tell them, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not working. And, and, they don't, and they don't seem to care. It's all me, you see. They, they don't seem to care. They're just like, well, why don't you just cut it really short? You don't have to shave it. Like, I don't have to shave it like Charlie has it shaved, but just, you know, kind of get it really, really tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My girlfriend actually said yesterday, she's like, you know what? I kind of realized when with you guys on your podcast talking about, do I decide to do this or do I not, you know, whether you fill it in or just let it go bald. She's like, that's kind of a privilege because women don't really get much. I mean, they do have choice, but they have so many things that they have to consider like maintenance. Oh, it's God, just a kind of like, oh yeah, that's part of what you guys have to do for us. But we have to agonize about whether we choose to do that or not. You know, so <laughs> they suffer so much more than us just to live a day. It's insane. so much more. <laughs> I bought some new boat shoes. I love boat shoes. Nice. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Searching for sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was breaking them in and my feet got like kind of bruised from breaking in the shoes. And I was like, God, it's so hard to break in boat shoes every summer. And Camille was like, that's what women go through to put their feet in shoes every single day of their entire lives. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yes. Right. <laughs> and it's so true. And it's traumatic. It is for guys. And it's been traumatic for me. I'm sure it has been for the two of you. And, so, you know, imagine a woman going through hair loss. Yeah. You know, I can remember there was, there was a young girl and I felt so badly for her. She was a really sweet girl back in Ashland, Kentucky at my high school. And she couldn't have been, you know, 17. And she was obviously balding for, for whatever reason. She was losing mm-hmm. her hair and it was noticeable. And it was always talked about and kind of giggled about. So I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine, I mean, it's, it's tough enough being a guy and going through that, but being a woman and actually losing your hair has to be even more traumatic than I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Matt, how are you? Has balding affected your acting career at all? I don't think it has yet again because I've hit it pretty well. I, I even think with Key and Peel, you know, they would usually put some concealer on because I was always trying uh-huh. to sort of, you know, uh, uh, keep keep the hair. And what, uh, can I can I ask like, what is your? Have you sort of like discovered like, oh, this is my my type, or this is what I always how they see me. Cause I, you know, like I said, like I know, I know how casting directors see me and what they bring me in for and stuff. Have you been able to sort of like get a little bit of a sort of like a, some focus on that? Yeah. I think it seems to be kind of the, maybe a little quirky, but also kind of the Southern sort of aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. kind of guy that likes to fucking party, right. you know, like maybe, <laughs> maybe a little, um, Danny McBride or, you know, something like that. I, I think that's, that's what I'm usually kind of going in for yeah. before actually, you know, the world stopped. Our recurring uh, cop characters on Key and Peele were sort of that, like, yeah. um, thought they were stupid, but thought they were smart, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really proud, cocky. Which I think is the funniest thing in the world, right? right? That's the funnest kind of, yeah. like, character. Those were fun characters to play. Like, mm-hmm. two guys that are total idiots, completely inept, <laughs> but they think that everything that they do is just fucking badass, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, hence the world we live in today. Exactly. <laughs> Trump, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, would, I, I think probably that. I don't know, maybe some of the, again, I'm not talking about the level of the actors. I'm just saying things that people would know, but maybe a little Zach Galifianakis type, mm-hmm. kind of awkward and quirky type stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy you know, those type of characters. But you've never done, and this just kind of occurred to me, like 
people who are kind of used to fucking with their image, mm-hmm. you know, or doing like a big radical overhaul. I'm going to dye mm-hmm. my hair this color. I'm going to shave it. Da, da, da. I was always impressed. Like uh, Seth Morris, um, he's brilliant. This guy used to perform. I still perform with and stuff. But when we were in a sketch group, he would just show up and his head would be shaved and then he'd grow and they'd have a mohawk and then he'd let it grow out and be really long. And I was just like, Oh my God, the, the versatility of what you're expressing with your hair and stuff is, I was envious maybe, but I was also just like, man, you're not consistent. Like, I don't know how you get cast and stuff, but all this leading to like, if you shaved your head, I imagine you probably think like, Oh, it's going to change everything. It's going to change how the, the roles I get and how the people see me and stuff. And I don't think it does. I think it's sort of like, oh, yeah. you look like that? Okay, well, maybe we can adjust it. You know, if you were doing a period piece from, you know, the 1930s or something, you'd shaved your head super crazy, it would be like, oh, you're a convict, and that's it. That's all you can play. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you were talking about maybe shaving your head. Is that a consideration? You're like, I don't want to shift yeah. into some new... I mean, look, it's tough enough to get work you know, as it is. So I certainly don't want to make it any tougher and I don't have the credits that, you know, your friend has, who is, you know, obviously a, I don't need to tell you guys, but a brilliant actor and, you know, improviser. He's a, he's a piece of shit. He sucks. I'm just going to say it on it. He's just garbage. You don't like him? Oh, I have always hated him. And I hear he's a pussy. (laughs) Oh, right. Like a little bitch. Such a wimp. No, I love Seth. He's really talented. He's amazing. Um, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, it probably would freak people out because again, I've been sort of, you know, hiding it for so long. So I, I guess the, the, the plan without a plan really is, is just, let's just see where it goes and I'll just slowly kind of bald throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only thing that really changes with me is I get fatter or skinnier. <laughs> right. I do fluctuate Same, yeah. a lot with, I really do. Yeah, I, do I, I fluctuate a ton with weight so mm-hmm. I can, I can gain 30 pounds. I mean, I gained 20 pounds a month ago and I've been trying to lose it again and I've lost about, you know, 15 of it. That just means you're like De Niro level of like dedication to your craft. Where like, I will put sure. on this pound. I mean, I don't even know what part it's for, but I'm going to gain a bunch of weight. I will not be mocked on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Husky, God damn it. I won't be mocked. No, I'm not. I'll come on and do the funny and have fun with you guys and all that stuff. But one thing I will not tolerate is I won't fucking be mocked. Well, do you, I mean, because I know like I've talked about my being skinny was pre-insecurity of balding. Like, I just hated being skinny. I was obsessed with, like, how skinny I was. My I, my fingers, I was obsessed with how skinny my hands were and all this kind of stuff. And, like, people's, I guess their feelings about their weight and stuff are, you know, just as vulnerable, just as weird. But it's, like, other people, other people's view of you, regardless, is always very different than your own view of yourself, right? Brian, are you high right now? No, no. <laughs> you seem kind of high. <laughs> Not I. It's incredibly hot in my basement. Have you been reading Nietzsche? Yeah. Yeah, he talks about weight a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot. And baldness. I am fat again. Yeah. Why do I exist in this world? I don't know what Nietzsche's uh was that German? That yeah, was our bartender. He, he was the bartender at that. At the, <laughs> that was Nietzsche. And, and, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> He's the one that fucked us up. But here's the thing, Brian. See, I envy you. Like and, and I'm not joking. I envy you the fact that you can tonight if you wanted if you wanted uh to throw back a six-pack and eat a ton of pasta and you wouldn't put on a pound like i would kill for that yeah me too right and i i live in like i keep dreading the day when i am what 65 and having to wear two sweaters and a fleece vest to go outside because i'm so skinny (laughs) in the frail (laughs) and as the earth gets hotter and hotter that i'm just gonna like go up like a matchstick yeah you know so (laughs) that's true yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to draw a little parallel between like insecurities. I miraculously, I've lost weight during the pandemic. Yeah, you look um, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I noticed that I get colder. Oh, yeah. Because I probably lost 10, 15 pounds. And yeah. I was like, at night, I'm throwing an extra blanket on because I'm like, why am I so fucking cold? And it's like, oh, because I don't have a layer of disgusting fat <laughs> glossing my body over. Yeah. And that's probably why I would sweat on those dates is I was 20 pounds heavier than I would need to be. Yeah. But I never actually bought new blazers, so I'm showing up with my hair dye dripping down my forehead <laughs> with a blazer, you know, that's one blazer. to two. Yeah, exactly. I'm wearing like a 42-inch blazer when I should be wearing a 46, and I'm playing it off like, I, I look fine. I feel good, you know? <laughs> a little nicotine coming on. Uh, yeah, exactly. But 
Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Balding. I mean, I think it's all kind of connected, man. It's all kind of part of getting old and dealing with just shit. Yeah. Yeah. I hurt my ankle standing up from the couch the other day. I was like, I'm so old. Oh, man. I think I'm the oldest one here. But like the older you get, the more you just exercise, guys. Like if you just sit around, I think about all my Southern relatives who are just like, I'm old, so I should just take it easy. Like you are rotting. Like if you, <laughs> it is so hard for you to get up off that no, couch. It's bad. If you repeatedly get off the couch, you would get better at getting off the couch and then you get a little bit stronger. It's kind of a like, uh, use it or lose it. Or just, just have some, have some muscle support. I always also <laughs> think about like, what do you do when the apocalypse comes and you got to run? You're going to, yeah. you're the first ones to go. They're just going to start chomping on you guys just grab their walker <laughs> grab their walker mm-hmm. use that as a weapon <laughs> no that's one of the things too it's like going back to the, and, and again i'm not knocking the south i'm sure you have southern listeners i love the south i'm from there but like going back uh to the south <laughs> i always feel pretty good mm-hmm. i'm like oh, i yeah, feel yeah. i feel pretty fit let's yeah. go out and let's go have the drinks around me where are the ladies tonight you know yeah because the rest of the guys yeah it's that sedentary lifestyle and they just eat shit I meet other. I meet another person who's like, "Oh, Brian, uh, he's fifty-two, just like you." I'm like, "Oh, I thought he was seventy-seven. <laughs> I am very sorry about that." Yeah, my wife is from uh, Tennessee, so we go to we go to the Nashville area all yeah. the time. And I, I really think if you just evaporated tea, if you could just take tea out of existence, sure. everyone in the South would lose like twenty pounds because everyone drinks sweet tea, yeah. constantly, and yeah. it's just sugar, yeah, just just cups of sugar. Well, the South is sponsored by the South is sponsored by diabetes, like they. It is. <laughs> it is like funded and <laughs> there to promote the diabetes lifestyle. Yeah, it's terrible. It's crazy. How about New Orleans, though? Talk about eating in New Orleans. It's Ooh. like I'm, I'm always fatter when I leave New Orleans. Oh, God, because you have to do it when you're yeah, there. So you just, good. yeah, you have to drink the oh hurricanes and the Abita beers. <laughs> oh, I and can't do a hurricane. I like the, 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 the jambalayas. And, you know, <laughs> I dated a girl actually once and she lived in New Orleans, but we had kind of a uh, a, a bicoastal, I was, I was about to say bisexual, uh, a bicoastal, um, a bicoastal kind of relationship where she was, you know, in Louisiana, I was out in LA and I would, uh, I would go visit her and spend two, three weeks there with her. And yeah, you're right, Charlie, I'd come back and I would just be sodium bloated. My face mm-hmm. was like blown up. It's just too much, man. I go straight to this, this place I like. And, uh, immediately do a dozen raw oysters with an abita and then i do a dozen baked oysters with a rum milk punch well that's like throw the bag in the room run to the place and take them down (laughs) what a glutton oyster (laughs) chugging dang no but you have to be when you're in you know when you're in new orleans it's just something that you do you know yeah and the cool thing about new orleans is if if you actually which i was fortunate enough to do know somebody that's a local yep. so you're not just doing the bourbon street new orleans where mm-hmm. everybody's throwing up on themselves mm-hmm. you, you, you know you can go to you know um to uh, st charles or whatever oh yeah uh, you know Uptown's all those really great. uptown you know go listen to some really good music and it's it's a it's a really special city i like the columns oh the columns hotel isn't that great I that's an amazing that hotel yeah, yeah, the big outdoor area right in front. You watch the streetcars going by. It's so cool. Is that in the the quarter or is that? No, that is Uptown. Is it Uptown? It's Uptown, yep. yeah. Off St. Charles. Yep. And my, my uh, yeah, the ex was uh, her, her uh, mother uh, had a condo that was right next to the Columns Hotel. Oh, that's So nice. we would just hang out in front of her condo and, and watch, you know, Mardi Gras right there. So it was, it's a cool town. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, so Matt, you, you said your ex, are you, are you presently seeing anyone or? I am. You are. Yeah. And you still haven't told her that you're losing your hair. You're still hiding it, right? You're still dripping tobacco. Oh, she knows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she knows, she knows what I'm going through. She doesn't care, right? She probably doesn't. I mean, I, you know, I, I, who knows? Maybe she wishes that she, you know, was dating a guy that, that had a full, beautiful, you know, head of hair like Jason Bateman or something. But <laughs> have um, you noticed her bringing up, like, will she point people out uh, on TV, on the street, or pull up magazine articles or send you links to people and say, look at this guy's hair. I love this hair. Wow, what amazing hair. Because if so, I, I'd stop dating her because she sounds horrible. No, it's it's. I think it's usually just like you know when we're out at a bar, or nice restaurant. She'll just pass me a note that says, "You're going fucking bald. Get over oh, okay. it." Okay, <laughs> okay. You know something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. um, no, she's cool. She's a keeper. I mean, yeah, exactly. She's a keeper. Yeah. Well, Charlie, you've met her. 
I'm still with Sarah. Oh, she, the the woman we went to the Clippers game with. Yes. Oh, that's great. You guys have been together quite a while now. Uh, quite a while. Uh, still not married. Um, I've got a thing with commitment. I, I don't know why we're not married, but um, I don't even know if she cares, really, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think she eventually wants to have a kid, but mm-hmm. I've got real issues with commitment. Really? Uh, big time. Well, maybe you should commit to shaving your head. Start there. Well, th- there, That's there you the go. That's I, again. We're talking about the. I can't commit to shave my head. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't commit to stop putting a concealer product in my hair, <laughs> and then I can't, you know, pop the question to my girlfriend. I'm a fucking mess, guys. <laughs> do it all. Do it all in one day. Have a cold turkey <laughs> tonight. Think about back when you left uh, Kentucky for L.A. You mm-hmm. got to jump in like that. Propose to her yeah. right now on Bald Talk. Yeah, while you're shaving your head. Is she home with you right now? Shave your head, but propose loud enough that we can hear you over the clipper. And then... Hey, Sarah? (laughs) You want to get your ass up here? (laughs) Uh, Just a quick question for you. Okay, she's on the phone. Oh, okay. Just go ahead and yell it out. (laughs) She almost got married. (laughs) Yeah, maybe another time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I was also going to ask, like, if if you didn't want to go fully bald... Would you be cool with wearing a toupee and then we could sponsor you wearing that toupee for like a year? And I would make money? Uh, we would. You would. Yeah, but you get a free toupee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I like you guys. Uh, yeah, I think I'd go for it. Great. Honestly. I mean, at this point, I'm a whore. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, at this point, like any sort of, uh, any show, any, any, you know, yeah. So, yeah, we have a piece of, like, old rug or carpet or something, and we'll just tell him it's a toupee and have him wear it for, like, a year. Because I don't think he can... I mean, if he has nicotine dipping down his face. He doesn't... He can't tell the difference. Is that cool? So, yeah, we have a great, great toupee coming up. Yeah, a piece of rug is coming your yeah. way. Okay, perfect. Great. I'll wear it. Matt, let's say there's not a pandemic. What are you looking forward to? Let's say it gets cured tomorrow. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to... Ha- and I'm being serious here now. I'm not, you know, uh, having a drink with you guys, you know, mm-hmm. having a drink with friends, going out and having a nice meal. Yeah. Um, you know, I miss auditioning. You know, I miss, you know, being on sets. Yeah. Um, I mean, the timing too is just... Well, it couldn't have been worse. It literally right after we finished shooting the first season for Quibi, the second go around on Punked, um, literally, I think two, three weeks later, the pandemic happened. So we, we had already talked about, you know, a season two and things like that. And then the pandemic happened. And now I don't know really what's going to happen. So oh, brutal. I think just, yeah, I, I want to work, man. Yeah. I want to get out there and work and hang out and uh, have some good dinners and see friends and, yeah. you know, be able to go somewhere without freaking out if somebody doesn't have a mask on and they're, you know, four feet away from me. Yeah, it's getting real old. I find like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for a drive. And that's, uh, that's kind of my thrill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is thrilling though, Brian? This product we're about to have a commercial for. What's going on, everyone? This is Monica Jones. And Meg Boggs. And we're the new hosts of UA Sweat the Details, the podcast from Under Armour and iHeartRadio. It's a show for women by women aimed to spotlight leading voices in today's fitness industry with science-focused conversations about sport and women's bodies. That's right, Meg. And we have some exciting news to share. UA Sweat the Details is coming back for a brand new season. This season, we're bringing you more great conversations with trailblazers and experts who will help us better understand the science of sport and will give us the tools to work more efficiently with our bodies and in ways that will encourage lifelong fitness. I'm the yes kind of trainer. I incorporate affirmations in my workouts to remind women to love themselves along the journey, not just when they get to the, well, there is no final destination. It's a journey. Listen to UA Sweat the Details on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Robert Evans, and does it seem like everything's kind of falling apart? That's because it is. Uh, First off, climate change is hitting a lot harder than our most optimistic predictions had uh, anticipated, and that's leading to infrastructure falling apart. It's leading to uh, food and everything becoming more expensive. It's just going to cause a lot of continued problems and weird problems. Like, you know, remember when toilet paper wasn't available? That kind of weird. It's going to keep happening, and we're also going to continue our lurch into authoritarianism. And that can be kind of scary. But the good news is that when things start to fall apart, we all have an opportunity 
to replace them with something better, to build a new world from the ashes of the old. On my new show, It Could Happen Here, Monday through Friday, we'll chronicle the collapse, yes, but we're also going to talk to visionaries and thinkers who have ideas about what could replace it, and who are going out there in the world right now to try to build something better. So, listen to It Could Happen Here on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. You might know me from the seven years I spent as a cast member on Saturday Night Live. And since then, I've gone on to star in some of your favorite TV shows and films. And trust me, they're your favorite. Favorite? Okay, Jonah, please be cool. And I'm a longtime music journalist with a fairly niche but very dedicated audience in the punk scene. So, Alt, in our new podcast, How Did We Get Weird? We'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up up with some of our favorite friends, including comedians, musicians, and other A-list celebrities we want to brag that we're friends with. Wow, Vanessa, you're friends with Minnie Driver? Uh, yeah. JK, but she is very cool. We'll have fun and ultimately heartwarming discussions about our formative years and recall some unforgettable memories along the way. Like the time the Jewish Federation called our house during dinner and our dad told them we had converted before hanging up on them. Listen to How Did We Get Weird starting on September 27th from Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network, available on the iHeart radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Jonah, that's your birthday, September 27th. Yeah, that's my birthday. You gotta listen. Talking bald, yeah! And we're back! I endorse that product, for sure. Ooh, I believe in that product so much. Um, Matt, are you writing? Because I should mention, we, Matt and I wrote... Uh, well, you wrote. Well, I guess I wrote, but you... You you existed it, a pilot yeah. uh, that I do. If you're cool with, I would love for you to tell that past that history of your your life because I find it so fascinating. Uh, so Charlie, I don't think you know about this. So what I used to do. So so I used to have a company. I, I still, I guess, technically do, but I'm not very involved in it anymore. So I used to have this small business, you know, kind of as a side hustle for the whole acting thing where I was a professional fundraiser. So essentially, I was kind of the old creepy guy. And you remember this, Charlie. I was the old creepy guy that would show up to your school slinging chocolates, you know, or Christmas trees. <laughs> you were? You were or, that guy? Absolutely. That's I was. amazing. Yeah. I do remember that guy. Yeah. And so I would show up in the auditorium. They'd have a huge, you know, like 450 kids there. And <laughs> hey, kids, this is what you're going to sell. And I would deliver the most dynamic, you know, uh, <laughs> exciting motivational presentation that would last for like 20 minutes. I'd be up there in a suit, sweating, raw, raw, get out there and sell. <laughs> Nicotine pouring from your forehead. Everything, you know, <laughs> breath smelled like bourbon. And that's the thing too. It's like, I was, I, you know, I was living in this dichotomy, right? Because I was out there, you know, preaching a positive attitude and, you know, any, you can do anything that you want to do if you, if you just put your mind to it and stay in school. In the meantime, I'm, you know, uh, going out in Los Feliz and just, you know, boozing and, and, and living like I, you know, was like a degenerate. Um, but yeah, so that's what I essentially did. So I would go out that there. That is amazing. Yeah. At our school, it was chocolate bunnies around Easter. That's what they would always show up and try and get us to sell. And here's the thing. It's seasonal now. So we have the Easter chocolate bunnies. We have the Christmas snowmen. We can do the wrapping paper. You can do Christmas <laughs> trees. But that was kind of the easy part. But my job was to get in front of those kids and just go fucking nuts. And they <laughs> would go crazy you know i would offer prizes and xboxes and you know i would offer prizes sometimes of things that i probably couldn't have come through with you know <laughs> the top two sellers you're gonna get jay-z tickets you know and they're going nuts i mean they're going crazy and the teachers are looking at me like really like front row or a box that's really expensive so anyway, so Brian, Brian, so I told, uh, well, uh, I don't know if we'll, so I told uh, at the a time, person our, we want to our, talk our about. mutual manager at the time, a mutual manager at the time, I told him about this idea. I'm like, I, I think it's kind of a, it's kind of this underworld, you know? And I, yeah. a, at the time I was working with this ex purple heart Marine who was this hard drinking kind of, you know, Marine. Yeah. Every single person you described was like immediate characters. Like, oh, no, this is. <laughs> Like you yeah. don't have to do anything to this person. He is just yeah, hilarious yeah. or insane. So, so Charlie, when we needed sales, obviously you need sales. So you have to have somebody that's going to cold call, right? right? So our cold caller was this silver voiced 
homeless man <laughs> called Coach Brooks. And everybody was called coaches. It was Coach Wheeler, Coach Emmerich. Right. Because we would always sell to athletic programs. Oh, okay. So there's that, you know, when I worked with this guy, he was a little bit shady. So you would call the school and you'd say, hey, you know, uh, to the secretary, um, it's Coach Wheeler calling. Can I talk to Coach Husky? And they think, oh, well, he must be a coach. So I'll put him right through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you go through and then it's like, uh, are you a coach? And now and then your, your, your secretary must have been confused. Anyway, I've got this program. <laughs> it's a three to five day program in which you can literally make $10,000 in cash that you can start spending on your kids that day. You interested, you know, and wow. they'd sign up and I would go out and do it. But yeah, we had uh, myself, we had uh, the Frank Walden character, who was the Marine, the hard drinking Marine who kind of ran everything. We had Coach Brooks, obviously the homeless man. And then we had this little uh, Guatemalan guy who was just kind of Frank's right hand man and assistant. And his name was Louie. <laughs> and he was and he was an alcoholic. <laughs> and for whatever reason, he loved to break into Frank's tequila. So I'd come in in the morning at like nine in the morning. And I always knew when he'd broken into the tequila because he'd be standing on his head or trying to show me tricks or show me card <laughs> tricks, things like that. Nine in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then Frank would come back and he he'd just literally he could look Louie in the face for five seconds and he'd go, God Damn it, Louie, I told you not to break into that tequila. Get out of here. And then Louie would jump on his little motorcycle and he'd leave for the day. But he'd be back the next. <laughs> so I, I tell that this manager and uh, he's like, I think it's kind of, you know, crazy. And then he pitched it to Brian. And I'll let Brian take it from there. Yeah, I just I remember I thought it was really good. But it's just I always think hearing you retell it, I'm like, you were being an actor while you're trying to be an actor. Like you had to yeah. be, you had to go yeah, that's also deep into a character and you had to Full kind of immersion. Like, yeah. Deep into a world or like, okay, here I go. <laughs> and I struggled with it cause it was felt dirty. Yeah. It felt like we were kind of lying to the kids in a way and mm. getting their hopes up because they were never actually, you know, going to hit their actual quota and get those Jay-Z tickets. Uh, so it was, so would you just, the quota would be so high. It was impossible that they'd make it. He would set the quota so high that there was just no just way no that way. they were going to no. do it. Yeah. And we would also do this thing where, Hey, if you reach, you know, if you do a volume amount of $20,000 in cash, we're going to take the top 10 sellers out to your favorite pizza joint plus limo service to and from the restaurant and that's really expensive right and they never hit it college tuition for which and you can choose which school you get to go to any school at all yeah. harvard's on the list why not yeah it just felt dirty it just really felt dirty and slimy so and when i left him i cleaned it up a bit you know sort of got some of my dignity back but i lived in that world for probably six years and it wow. was very much I would sit in my car and kind of put my head down and think, Jesus Christ, I have to do this again. <laughs> and I'd go in yeah. and I'd stop and I would literally just walk in. And then Coach Wheeler, that was the character, Coach Wheeler. And I would go with guns blazing. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it does. It totally fits sort of like, you know, fresh from Kentucky. All right, I'm going to, here we go. But I got to do, yeah. I still got to do this, this crazy thing, thing so that I can do the other crazy thing I want to do. <laughs> just to survive this weird place. And I would drive, I would drive to Fresno, California from LA. He, he would, he was such a good salesman that he would manipulate me into drive into, and this is for peanuts when I was working for him. I wasn't making anything. I would get in my said 1992 Honda Accord and I would drive up to Fresno and literally pitch a 30 member cheerleading team at Fresno high school and then drive back. Like that was my day. It was crazy. Man. I want to see this show. You guys got to make it. I know. Well, I guess we're just using this podcast as an open pitch. So anybody? <laughs> it's going to sell now for sure. Will, are you listening? Guys? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Will Ferrell. <laughs> no, it would be. It, I could, I, because that's who I kind of see. It, it's very much a Danny McBride type mm -hmm. character or a Will Ferrell type character mm -hmm. going in there, kind of knowing that oh, what I'm doing is a little shady, yeah. but I got to do what I got to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's just go yeah. balls to the wall. Yeah. Now, did um, Frank and the other guys, they weren't trying to be actors, right? This was just what they did. That was what they did. Right. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Our, our, our telemarketer essentially was fucking homeless. <laughs> he lived, he, li he lived, you know, like the van down by the river. He lived in a camper, an RV that he parked in Venice beach. <laughs> 
<laughs> like he would walk in some days and he wouldn't have a shirt on. <laughs> That's amazing. He didn't really have it, it, it. He lost a lot of his teeth. It was insane. Yeah. He should have gotten uh, he should have gotten voiceover work if he was so silver. He, he, I know he should have, but he was just a mess. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> I hope he's okay. And I saw the inside of his RV one time and I, I, you, you, I, I just can't unsee that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're nearing the, the wrap up of this sewed husk, man. We're coming around the bend on the sewed. Matt, you got anything you want to plug or talk about or anything before we wrap up the sewed? Uh, well, you know, we've got, um, punked that is currently airing. Oh, cool. Uh, the new season, I believe drops as the kids say, uh, like the first week of September or something like that. So tune in. Yeah. We've done some pretty cool, you know, we did like French Montana and we did Adam Devine. You guys know Adam Mm -hmm. and he was, he was fantastic. Uh, so it's, it's fun. I mean, that show's a crazy show. You're, you know, up there doing improv with people that don't really know that they're doing improv, you know? <laughs> that must be bizarre. It's really bizarre. It's literally like going to UCB and you're up there, you're doing your nightly show, but nobody else on stage knows you're actually in front of an audience doing a show. <laughs> it's really tough. But and you were doing that as a fundraiser. You were doing your show and they didn't know that you were doing a show. Yeah, for them. You're, exa- you're exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. So that's really all. But uh, I've always admired you guys for the longest time. I'm so glad that, you know, you're both, just super talented actors, writers, producers. Um, really, fl- you know, glad that you guys had me on the show. And uh, you know, when this is over, let's uh, let's certainly connect. Yeah, totally. Well, good luck's gone, so we can't get bombed there, but we'll find somewhere else. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck bars. Yeah, it's down. I know. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Sad. And I guess I going back just because we have to loop it back. Uh, I was expecting much more loss. Yeah. Of your hair, you're fucking yeah. fine. You're so fucking well, you handsome that, and good. Nothing. No. You you see this? I do. But you but you but you but look you're thin and you've you know you look great in a blazer and yeah, you got but you're, hip, cool you're, glasses. You're, but you're but you're not skinny and you've got more hair. So it, you, yeah. am I fat? Do I look fat? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna have okay. to drink tonight. I'm telling. You. Oh man, it's so hard. <laughs> Three insecure people. <laughs> I feel kind of secure to be honest with you. No, I think you are. You're you're the most solid. I think. Yeah, uh, I, I feel pretty secure. I mean, I have stuff I don't like about myself, of course, but yeah. I don't know. And you also seem really you, anytime, and, and you too, Ryan. Mm. But anytime I've been around you, Charlie, you seem genuinely happy and 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 grateful for the fact that you're making a living doing what you love. And yeah. I, and that's just not me just being you know a smart ass. Mm. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I uh, I am. I'm very grateful mm. and uh, happy quite a bit of the time. Yeah. Good. I'm like eighty uh, percent. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm 65, 65, 67. Okay, like that. that's not terrible. Honestly, not if terrible. you're over, if you're over fifty-five, I think yeah. you're doing pretty good. Fifty-one is good. If you're fifty-one in a pandemic, then you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Matt Wheeler, we love you. Thanks for coming on, my man. All you baldies out there, uh, stay bald or get a wig. Do whatever you want. Yeah, let it shag, let it shine. Bye, y'all. Rejoice, Baldos and Harrows, for we are now on Twitter. Go to Twitter and follow us at Bald Talk Podcast, where we will post links to new episodes so you can download and listen. Really, guys, we're doing this for you, so from the bottom of our hearts, you're welcome. Follow us on Twitter at Bald Talk Podcast or on Instagram at Bald Talk Pod. Not podcast, just pod. We don't like the cast part. It seemed extraneous but if we get on to linkedin it's going to be bald talk puh Hi, everyone. I'm Enrique Santos, and I'm co-hosting the podcast SOS Cuba alongside my friend and Telemundo journalist Jose Diaz-Balart. We're discussing the history of our beloved Cuba and what led to the recent protests in the communist-run island. And why people are calling for change. A group of special guests weigh in on what's next for our comunidad cubana. Listen to our weekly show, SOS Cuba, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Oscar Ramirez, and I'm the host of The Daily Dive, a daily news podcast covering some of the top stories of the day. Every morning, I'll connect you with the writers and journalists who know the story so you can stay up to date and make informed decisions. On the podcast, we'll give you the latest on the pandemic and vaccine mandates, keep you in the loop on the world of politics and how it affects you, and give you the lowdown on tech and entertainment. Catch a fresh episode of the podcast every Monday through Friday. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Listen to The Daily Dive on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Strawberry Spring, based on a short story by Stephen King. Is someone there? No, 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 don't! Help! There was a murder on the campus. Hello? Henry, have you heard the news? Yeah, just now on the radio. There was a murder on campus. spring Jack is back. Produced by Audio Up Media and iHeartRadio. Listen to Strawberry Spring on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.